Hello, hello, everybody. Hello. Hey. So, uh, so this this is the, the Granite Boys plus plus one. Um, I just want to let y'all know I'm 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 very excited today. I got my auntie Kim, my uncle Jerome on here. Of course, we got Jerron Gant. What's going on, Jerron Gant? What's goody? <laughs> we got Al Pete on here. What's going on, Cuzzo? First off, his birthday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am here. Happy Happy birthday. Birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday, Cuzzo. Yeah, man. We also got uh, we also got Adrian on here. Whiskey Pete. What's going on with your homie? What's up? What's up, y'all? Uh, Chaparro coming in live from the water. <laughs> and then uh, we got my Auntie Kim and my Uncle Jerome. Uh, today is going to be a little bit different because they're going to give us a, a little bit of a, a different perspective on things. Um, and I appreciate them coming on with us and hanging out with the young folks for a couple for a couple minutes. So I want to introduce my Uncle Jerome. Uncle Jerome, talk to us. Give us a little intro. What do all you want to know? <laughs> That's it. That's all we needed right now. <laughs> That's all we needed. <laughs> and then we got my Auntie Kim. Some people call her Karen. We call her Auntie Kim. But go ahead, Auntie. How you doing today? I'm doing okay. She is the lady of she is the lady of our podcast today. She's beautiful and she's wearing it today. So uh, so y'all enjoy my Auntie Kim today. She 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 gonna handle y'all today. So anyway, um, so so we we gonna go ahead and get this thing in so we can get Auntie Kim, Uncle Jerome to hang out with us, and we really appreciate that. Uh, the, the first thing is we have a lot going on just within. Boy, I tell you, it's it's it's, it's a lot going on, and uh, my Auntie Kim is a retired. Um, she's a retired uh, educator, so we are gonna get her thoughts on a couple of things. And my Uncle Jerome is a, a retired. Uh, law enforcement officer, and we're gonna get his his take on 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 the climate of today. So, with that being said, how everybody doing? We 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 said it a couple times already, but how everybody how everybody going? Everybody gravy? Oh, I don't know about what gravy is, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners, Auntie Kim and Uncle Jerome, that's Jerron's dad and his mom. So if you hear the if you hear the, the how he talk and hear how they talk, it's the same. <laughs> yeah. What you trying to say? What you trying to say? Yeah, I didn't get that one either. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Auntie Kim. Well, mm -hmm. uh, first, first, first and foremost, um, everybody wants to know what Auntie Kim. Her, her name is Karen Gant. Auntie Kim, we call her. We all want everybody want to know how in the world did you get these bad nephews of yours to to uh, DC as a part of the patrols? Yeah. That that that's the first thing. Well, I was I was on the, defense, over the patrols. I was a I was a uh, I was a patrol. I'm saying oh, that okay. uh, at stations. <laughs> <laughs> So let's hear, Auntie. Okay, I was the patrol sponsor, and I, I don't think you all went the same the very first time I went, because actually the very first time I went, Jerron was two years old, and I had to leave him for five days. 
Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. But he was laughing. Dad, mute your mic. Huh? Dad, mute your mic. How do you mute that? <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I, I okay. control it. Oh, okay. But anyway, like I said, he was in good hands. He was with his other grandma and left him with his dad. But I thought that would be a good way for my nephews to see D.C., and so the first two, Benjamin and uh, Al, went first. Yeah, I think you all were the first two to go. And then the next year, uh, Jermaine and Adrian went. And like I said, I thought that would be a good way for you guys to get there before you got grown or whatever, you know. But uh, we had good good time. But even oh, I forgot that about time. that, Benjamin. The, the two two dollar bill. Yeah, I forgot about. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Yeah, we they gave us two two dollar bills, so we go we go to McDonald's or wherever we go to get food, and yeah. them four dollars they took us a long way. <laughs> yeah, like you say, back in the day, yes, they did. Back in the days, yeah. Nowadays, that that that's not taking you far at all. So I I, I want to say that I appreciate that, but at the same time, like you said, Auntie, it it also allowed us to do some things that we wasn't familiar with. You know, right, right. they, we we went to D.C. and saw some things that uh, a lot of a lot of right now our people don't know. Like they they don't right. have a clue of what the those statues are coming down for the most part. But uh-huh. some people never, some people never experienced that, so they don't know. The only thing they see is the hate part of it, but they don't they they don't see the mm-hmm. facts. Right. And so yeah, I, I I appreciate you because that actually. Um, that was a big deal. Oh that yeah! Oh deal. yeah! Yeah. I got I got a lifetime friend that that uh that you don't even know that I I met on that bus, um that I call her my sister right now to this day. Oh really? Okay. Her name is Shamika. Her name is Shamika. Well, it was Shamika Davis. Now she got married last year, and to this day, I still consider her my sister, and I mm-hmm. consider still consider her a really good friend. Right. So was she was she from one of the other schools on our bus? No, she was she was from JLA Actors. Oh, okay. When you said that, I was like, that name sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah, she was one of your your students. Okay. I I met her. I met her on that bus, and uh, we actually graduated together at Reebok. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So to this day, that's that's like my sister. Right. Um, you know how they say on color purple, you and us we never part. Mm-hmm. You know she gonna always be considered my sister because right. So I that's another her. good thing that came out of that trip. Exactly. Exactly. And how how long was how long ago was that? I can't remember which year you all went. Woo. Oh, auntie, goodness. Woo. Oh. <laughs> show the ladies, baby. Show the ladies. Uh, they had to be <laughs> yeah, had to, that had to be like what 80 oh 80, 80, 80. oh wow 80, it had to be 88 that was 88 yeah it had to be like 87 88 oh uh, okay well hold on hold on let me see uh cuz i went oh, to jail and accident like in 80 nah that was uh so we we went to school. We went to Rebar at ninety three. So that was. You still went ninety two? Ninety. Yeah, it was ninety three because we graduated ninety seven. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like eighty eight, eighty nine. 
Oh, okay. So, so y'all definitely wasn't my first uh, class that went. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, but I, I want, I want to say thank you, Auntie, because that that kind of opened up some doors for us to understand the importance of being able to get out out of Jacksonville mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. understand what you know history. I, I love it, and. Um, so that was one of the things that I, that I really appreciated. And when you see all these uh, statues coming down and some of the things that we learned while we were there, it kind of gives perspective on that. Oh, okay. So I, 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 I wanted to tell you thank you for that because even with Auntie Elaine, when she paid for me to go to Virginia that time, we were in seventh grade. And mm-hmm. it, it's an experience that a lot of people don't oh, understand. Yeah. You you would never get it if you don't if you never did it. Right, right. You have to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to see it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. Well, each time I went, each time I went, there was always something different for me as well. And I went right. a lot of times. <laughs> and see, and see, and y'all have the uh y'all had the y'all had the, the new African American Smithsonian too, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. Yeah, but that was in the last, because I haven't been in two years, so maybe three years ago, and I was excited. Oh, I see them froze up, y'all. About that, as um, we couldn't see everything, you know, because, you know, you're on, you on a timeline. But, uh, right. I mean, just what I saw, I, I mean, I, I can't wait to go back one day. Man, that's that's monumental right there. That my mom has been, I mean, pretty much what is that three decades? Like in yeah. the 80s, 90s, 2000s? Yeah, because yeah, like I said, Jerome was born in 84 and he was two when I when I went first time. So yeah. So that was eight it had to be 86 then when I when I went. So you saw DC change all together. Yep, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't in the 80s. It was you know one way because you know I like history too, so I know things got added on uh, in that area, especially in in 20 years. You know they they added more and more to uh, DC area. Right, because um, when I first started going, we could we could go through the White House. I mean, you know, we was a I quick trip. Okay. Yeah. About now, I forgot what what year it was that they stopped. They stopped going, and a lot of people think it was because nine one one, but it wasn't because of nine one one. We stopped going to the White House before nine one one. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember going to the White House. Right. Yeah, we went to the White House with you guys, and probably with Adrian and Jermaine too. But then all of a sudden, we couldn't go anymore. Mm, okay. Okay. So What's that's something else y'all got to do that the other group didn't get to do. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because it's funny because when we post those pictures, and uh, I remember somebody posted. We posted a picture, and somebody was like, "Wayne, we was in the same class. How you went? And I went too, but we didn't see you." <laughs> <laughs> it was so many kids that on that trip, man. Yeah, because uh, actually, um, I wasn't sure if Jerome was going to make uh, safe patrol. So he was in the third grade, and I took him with me. Ah, look at you. <laughs> so, yeah, so he was in the third grade, but my kids were in fifth grade, and they, they just took Jerron like, 
like he was a baby, you know. They did everything for him and all. But when he got to be in, <laughs> when he got to be in fifth grade, he was a patrol, and then I went with his school. All right, I know that's right. Hey, Al, take over. I can't get I can't get to my uh to my my notes. Okay. Um, did we, did we uh, ask about the subjects that, that, that you uh, taught? I use that GL accent and around the subjects that you know, the school that you taught. Well, the, the subjects. What subjects did you teach? Oh, well, in elementary, you teach them all. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you have a a favorite? Yeah, did you have a, a favorite subject that, subject. that kind of? Um, maybe social studies, history. Now, ask me if I had a favorite grade. <laughs> Actually, fifth. Oh. My first grade, my first job at JL and Axon, like I say, in 78, 79, I was in fifth grade. And then a couple of years after that, um, what, um, I had a combination of fourth, fifth. So I was at JL and Axon for 13 years, and then I transferred over to R.L. Brown. And again, I was started in fifth grade. Then I went from, you know, the principals like to move you around. So I went from fifth, then I went to fourth, then third, then second. And one of my principals called me in the office and said she was moving me to kindergarten. And I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, and in kindergarten, you have to be certified. So I said, I'm not certified in kindergarten. And she was like, yes, Miss Gant, I've done my homework. Yes, you are. It was just that I did not want to go there, so I thought I'd throw that in there. So actually, like I said, I went fifth, fourth, third, second, and I did end up in kindergarten. And I used to tell my kids, you have an old kindergarten teacher, so just bear with me. But that's the my favorite grade I, out of all my grades after fifth grade when i got in kindergarten yes when i got in kindergarten i was like at the end that was eight years in kindergarten so auntie how many how many years total 33. right yeah, and I used to tell my kids, I used to tell people, do not say that they're cute, because I used to say that when I used to see kindergartners, when I was in other grades, oh, they're so cute, they're this, but when I got in there, I was like, don't say they're cute, because they're not. <laughs> but like I said, that was my favorite grade. I love kindergarten, because if somebody would say they needed their shoes tied, somebody else would say, I'll tie Miss Gant. I'll do this. Well, they, they say, they'll say, well, somebody will say, oh, Miss Gann, I like your hair. Then somebody else will say, I like your dress. I like this. And that was, I just made it up. <laughs> See, that's, that's how the little ones treat you. The big ones don't treat you like that. Everybody got to be the next person. Yeah, exactly. What, what, made, what made you want education? Um, my Aunt Doris. 
Oh, okay. Maybe. I should say our Aunt Doris. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, on, on, on here, hey, hey, uh, Al, what what we used to call Auntie Doris? Do y'all have a name for her? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. That's it. Jesus. <laughs> why you laughing, Adrian? <laughs> that's accurate. That's why. Huh? That's accurate. Oh, okay. <laughs> Auntie, nah, yeah. Auntie, Auntie. So, so Auntie, this. I got a question. Uh, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, Auntie, now, I, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, outside of uh, teaching the curriculum, what were some of the um, what were some ideas and um, things that you taught your students outside of the, the uh, material that the school gave you? Like personal life uh, things that the kids use. Like what things they could use? Oh, yeah, manners. Yeah, like, yeah, like manners. Yeah. A lot of them came from homes that maybe I won't say just because they might have just had a mom, they didn't have manners, but some I had to teach manners to. Is that what you All meant? Right. That's what I meant, yeah. Yeah. Stuff the books can't teach. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I, I've seen a lot of my kids in, in the last couple of years, and they always come back to thank me. And actually, I'm still friends with one of my fifth grade uh, students as we speak. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I, I had her oldest daughter in third grade. I didn't have her middle, middle girl, but she was right next to me in second grade. And actually, and I had her baby boy who's in, he's a senior at DA now. I had him in kindergarten. He probably wow. no Chris. He does, because yesterday when Chris was here, I asked, Chris, did he know Noah? He said, "Oh yeah, that's my good friend." Oh, hey, that's. I didn't. I didn't realize Chris went to DA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, exactly. See, that's, yeah. that's what this podcast is about: is, is learning. You know, what I'm saying? learning one another. Yeah, that's that's a good right. thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I can say this. One one of the things that I didn't really understand is how how much Ron talks like you. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't. What Again, what does this Mama mean? Like, what does this mean? I need definition. And I hear I hear Ron talking through you. Oh, so wow. I, that's, that's a beautiful thing. What oh, you got to okay. say, about Ron? I, I don't know what you mean by this. I'm trying to really. You know what, Ron? You know what? Take it like like when Obama was going in the office. You speak so well. You know, it's like get a back and talk. You know, you like Obama, man. You speak so well. I'm sorry that I articulate my words and enunciate. <laughs> that color front, that that color, that color fell out sway. Talk so good. Look at him. Right, right, right. Hey, you got any other questions? Yeah, I, 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 I got another question. Go ahead, Pete. Well, real quick, um, Auntie, I'm not sure if I knew if you was in a in a form of administration, but was that even a thought when you was uh, in school? Because it seemed like you should have been in the administrative aspect of, uh, of of education. Oh, how thoughtful, nice of you to say that. <laughs> no, I really 
didn't because with to me ministration you had to deal with everybody like the children the the office staff the teachers and i just wanted to be in my one little space with my children that makes sense understood, understood. yeah yeah I, think, I, I appreciate what, that yeah i see i i uh i remember being at jay Allen x i i don't remember exactly what i was there i may be pre-k kindergarten i don't know pre-k pre-k that's what it was what do you remember about those days oh not too much um yeah. pre about you being in pre-k yes ma'am was i was i, I smart was I dumb or what <laughs> no none of my boys are dumb <laughs> um, I, I I can see the teacher, but I can't remember her name when in the class you was in because the pre-K class was in the portable. You remember that part? I do remember that part. Yes. Yeah. 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 I do remember yeah. that part. That was a long oh, time you ago. The portable classes then? <laughs> it was only it was only one one portable, and that's for but it was for pre-K, Adrian. That's what we were talking about. Is that why you had you because you was in a portable class, brother? <laughs> <laughs> that answers the question. Uh, Benjamin was smarter than a fifth grader. Thank you, Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question I do, for you. I, I do have a question. Okay. Um, Oh. Um, I wanted to uh, nowadays um, how how uh, how things are um, the budget it actually gets snatched away from education a lot to get dispersed other places. What is your what is your stance on that? And not necessarily what your stance is, but how do you feel about the fact that these not just that, but these kids are they trying to get these kids back in the classroom? during the pandemic and they it's not necessarily um it hasn't been it's it's, it's not it's not a, a cure yet so how, how you feel about that um it's it's hard to say because whatever they decide to do it's not somebody's not going to like it mm-hmm. um because children learn in different ways even face to face in a classroom, you still don't mean, that still don't mean that you, you're learning, you know, cause like I said, children learn different ways. Right. I'm not sure, you know, um, maybe elementaries maybe need to be in the classroom and junior and seniors, maybe not like they say and so forth, seniors two days. I'm not sure how this is going to work, but. Right. It's hard to say. And then I think about parents, with el- especially with elementary, you know, the parents have to go to work. So who's right. going to be home to see if they're doing their work? And then I think in some of our black cases, all of us don't have laptops, computers. And right. even though they gave out some, they I heard that they only gave out two to a, a family. So if you have more than two children, is they got to wait for the classes? I'm I'm not sure how that worked, but I'm just glad my eight years is I'm out of there. That's a good point. Yeah. Anybody anybody have any other questions? Yeah, Ron had one. Go ahead, Ron. So you know me being a 
a, a son of an educator um, and with many educators, you know, auntie, uh, grandma, or whatever. Um, so there, I know there was a time when, you know, it was take your, your child to, to school. I mean, what well, well, child to work. So my mom as an educator, you know, she took me to school. So I guess how was that for you, mom? Um, I know for myself, like I definitely enjoyed it. I got to see another side of teaching, you know, um, not just from, you know, me going to school, but from watching you, you know, teach, you know, other kids. So I guess how was that you bringing me um, to your job and into your environment? Oh, I mean, I love that you were, you you know, you were able to come and that, I don't know if they still do that, but they still should do that for kids now to let them see what their parents do, not, you know, come home every day and go, you know, then the next, get up the next morning and do the same thing. But uh, I was glad that you, you know, got to see what I do every day, other than come home and talk about it. That's a good point. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Auntie, if you could, if you could, uh, if, if if you had your way on the education system in America, what would you implement? And like, if they said, if they said, Karen Gant, we want you to be the education commissioner for the entire country. What would you? What would be the thing that you would want to implement? What would be like your, your like your your first thing that. that when you hit the gavel or, or whenever you decided that what you wanted to do, what would be the first thing that would be, what would be your most important attribute that you would want to put into place? Um, more money for the teachers. I was glad yeah. a, couple of, a couple of weeks ago that I heard that the governor has gotten so much money. They found some money from somewhere and they're going to be giving it to the teachers. And... I heard that we were 20 something in the country and now with the raise they're getting, we're a number going to be fifth in the country. And I think that's a great opportunity. I mean, that's a, yeah, that's a big jump. Now with that being that it's coming in for the first year teachers, how do you feel about that as far as the, the tenure teachers won't be getting that jump? Right. Well, no, I, I thought about that as well. But then I heard that tenure will be getting something as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because you're right. Yeah, I, I was like, okay, what about the tenure you're right in? But I heard they're going to get something as well, which they, they, they deserve. Okay. Good yeah, point. yeah, definitely, definitely uh, more money for educators because – Parents, teachers, I think the pandemic brought this on that teachers are most appreciated now from yeah, parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they, understood, they understand now that, yeah, we are more appreciated now because they had to stay home and get on the computer or whatever they had to do to help their, their child. Yeah. And now they they see some of the stuff we do. Maybe not all, but they, they see some of it. Yeah. They see them sure how them sure be acting down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all get another hey, question hey, from Hey, Auntie, they found that money. You know where they found that money at? In where? where? In whose pocket? And they don't go over the pocket, they find it in the right pocket. That's what they found. That uh, money like I, that's why I say, all of a sudden, they found some all money. And like I said, that's a big gap, gap from 20 something in the country. And now we're fifth in the country. Hooray for yeah. them. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else got any questions for Auntie? Auntie, we really appreciate you. Uh, first of all, we appreciate what you do for us as our auntie, and, and of course, as you run, you run, mom. We really appreciate what you what you've done for us. Um, there, there's um, we we can't really put it into one bottle exactly how we feel about you, but we really love you, and we really appreciate the things that you've done for us. Like you said, even with, even with the trip, it was just. When we talk, when we talk, like when I when I talk to my coworkers, when I talk to my friends, they didn't have that. They didn't have that, you know. Mm. And I was, I was able to say, "Hey, this is what we did." You know what I'm right. saying? And so uh-huh. it's, it's such a blessing to have you in our lives. And I just want to let you know that I love you, and we love you, and we really appreciate the things that you've done for us. Just being in our life, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 a beautiful thing. We everybody don't get this. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys as as well, and love you all too. Cause Benjamin, you know, you was my firstborn. Until the real, until the realness came in, and she she woke up, and she woke up and said, uh, "Yeah." Trial and error. How many years are you all apart? Five. Five? You and Benjamin five years apart? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it took me five years? Yeah, it took you five years, and then you realize that, what, a real, what a real baby was. Uh, I love you guys and love being your aunties. Thank you, aunties. All right, we we got another we got another guest on here. We got we got Auntie Kim's husband and, and Jerron's dad. Uncle Jerome. Yeah. The Terminator. The Terminator. <laughs> How you feeling, Uncle Jerome? What you wanna know? What you wanna know about you, Uncle Jerome? <laughs> well, you don't <clears throat> wanna know how long I started in law enforcement? Yep. You know what? What we want first of all, first of all, this is our Uncle Jerome. Yeah. We never knew what he did in life, other than the fact that he would come around and he would knock us up every once in a while. We didn't know exactly what he did, so it is what it is. We're gonna keep that in the background. So, so um, <laughs> Uncle Jerome. Tell, so, so tell us about you. How, how, how you how, how things work with you? How you got where you was at, and how you met our, our beautiful Auntie Kim? Well, I met your Auntie Kim through Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> really? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I knew she was the one. Oh, I know right. that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and how I got started in law enforcement, I was getting ready to get married. I wanted to ask your uh, ask Jerron's mom for marriage, but I had to go see your granddad. Uh-oh. <laughs> and Uh-oh. I could not tell your granddad that I have no job. So I right. <laughs> had to get a job real quick. <laughs> so law enforcement came open, and I said, well, I'll take that job. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. 
So what would JB <laughs> just kick in? <laughs> hey, that was the segment of what, what, what would JB do right there? Right. He exactly. Make you get a job, whatever job. Get a job. Oh, yeah. Get a job. Let's get a job. And you know what he was doing when I asked him? He's working on the car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sound about right. <laughs> yeah. You say you want my daughter, you better get a job. <laughs> so y'all go started at uh, Leon County Sheriff Department. And uh, one of the biggest moments uh, I had to guard Bundy. Y'all remember? Y'all heard of him, don't you? Yeah, Ted I, Bundy. I, I, yep. Ted Bundy. Oh yeah, Ted Bundy. Yeah, the serial killer. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Run that back. Run that back. The, the Ted Bundy. I guarded Ted Bundy. Wow. Oh, I, I did not, not know that. that. I just I just watched the a uh, couple weeks ago the oh, Ted Bundy. Uh, you watch my hunter yeah yeah man that's what i'm saying listen i love i love watching like true crime and all that stuff so for you to say like Bundy, like i'm very familiar with that and that's because i mean bundy a lot of his uh you know well he did a lot of work on the on the west coast i believe but then he came to tallahassee right and like kind of invaded fsu correct yeah yeah when he killed those girls, I was on patrol, that midnight patrol, when that happened. Wow. Oh, wow, man. Wow, wow. Very, wow. very foggy that day. Very foggy in Tallahassee. Oh, man. How that made you feel, huh? Like, I mean, as far as, like, doing something like that. That's, that's, that's amazing. Like, that's amazing. It was an experience for me. You know, something I never thought I would be doing. And uh, once they caught him, I had to go to jail, uh, the courthouse when he had court appearances. I would go to the courthouse and watch him in the cell at the courthouse. And when he had uh, physical fitness at the jail, I would have to go to the jailhouse and be on the ground just in case he jumped the fence <laughs> so I could run him down. <laughs> <laughs> Did that's what I was told he, I had to do. Did you think that he was? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all the questions, but did you think that he was capable of doing that? He seemed like a very like intellectual guy. He was very intelligent. Yeah, he was very intelligent. The things that y'all see now happening in jail, uh, uh, prisoners getting their rights, because of him. He was really? smart. Like, you know, if you heard, he went to law school. Wow. So he was able to yeah. manipulate the law system to his benefit. Wow. wow. He, had a li- he had a library in his cell, his jail cell, and he had lights, and he had a little lamp, a sitting chair in his jail cell. Nobody else had that. Mm. Wow. I'm still, still over here. Wow, y'all. Like, wow. So yeah, then I, 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 got, well, I decided I, to... Uh, a friend of mine was put in for the state fire marshal's office. And uh, I know your mom wanted to go back to, uh, your auntie wanted to go back to Jacksonville. So I went and interviewed for that job. And the first thing they told me, you'll be the first black to ever hold this position as the deputy state fire marshal. Wow. So I told him, let me think about it. I went to my uh, football coach and I told him about it. He said, boy, you better take that job. <laughs> 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 Not a football coach. Don't get off of that. 
So then they told me, say, depending on how you work, how you do this job, whether we are hire other blacks. That's, that's a lot, a lot of pressure. That's a lot of that's a lot of, that's a lot of weight. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Yeah. Man, wow. So when I got to Jacksonville, my uh, partner was known as Edgar Talker. And the only reason they sent me sent, I came to Jacksonville because of uh I was the only kid they called me the college boy. <laughs> and I was thinking everybody had been to college, had a degree and everything. Come to find out. I was the first to have a, a college degree throughout all the state fire marshals throughout the state of Florida. And it wasn't, but uh, at that time, it was 18 investigators with the state fire marshal's office, and I was the only black. Wow. So I will go to conferences and everything else, and you may see two to three other black guys from the fire department, various fire departments throughout the United States. That was it. That was it. So I did that for nine and a half years. And this so, was so so what you're saying is oh, we need we need to put you on, on one of those uh one of those calendars. <laughs> no. I'm just I'm just being yeah. real. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You need to go on Burger King, the Burger King Black History Month calendar. I'm just telling you. Yeah, so, uh, so 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 right alongside the granddaddy, we need to put you over there too. To make sure you get on one of them calendars. Hey, nah. First you meet. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> go it ahead. was an article in the paper about it. Jerome oh, being the first black. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can oh, I was just saying it was an article in the uh, paper about Jerome being the first black um, uh, state mar fire marshal office, but I have no idea where that article is. But right now, we can pull it up though. We can pull it up. It's the Tallahassee Democrat, so all I know. It was in Tallahassee. Yeah, um, Tallahassee. Yeah, Tallahassee Democrat. Oh, okay, Tallahassee. Okay. okay, so I'm, I'm gonna say this, and I'm, I'm being extra right now. But this is the reason for the for the podcast. I I had no idea that you that you had history behind you. I you know yeah. I, and I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Because we come from lineage. That this this man this this is ridiculous. So yeah, go ahead. Oh hey, get your hey. We gonna give Uncle's flowers while you're still here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> man, you how hard it was for a black man. To be a fire fire investigator for the state, I had to uh, a lot of places I went to like Cleveland. That was part of my territory. White guys didn't like a black guy on the property. Oh, I don't doubt it. And the chiefs was trying to tell him, "No, you need to let this man own your property so he can investigate the fire." And I told him, "I said, if you don't want me on this scene, look at this house fire." I go back to Jacksonville because he won't get his insurance, and he didn't realize I had to say so. What happened to us? You had to, you had to stroke house. that pen. Yeah, I had to stroke the pen for him. Right. He called me up the next day. He said, "Sir, can you please come back?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I had to. My first time in court, you know, I thought I was well, very well. First in fire investigations and stuff. 
And I told, you know, asked for my uh, degrees and everything. I told them what to be in political science and all that. So the first thing the um, defense attorney said was, well, Mr. Gant, how does that political science pertain to fire investigations? Are you, how are you qualified? You know, and I'm like, whoa. I couldn't say I was qualified because of political science. Right. So that told me I had to go back to school. And I got a degree in fire science. I know that's so right. Oh. My next time on the court, and I spill everything out on my degrees and everything else, they qualified me as an expert. That's how hard it was for a black man. I got tired of that, and I said, I got to make a move. So I went to Drug Enforcement Administration, DEA. Drawing was what? I want to say two, two or three, something like that, when I went left. And out of that uh, group, there were 35 applicants, uh, 35 uh, individuals went to a camp or went to training at the FBI Academy. And out of the 30, 45, I think it was 45, and out of the 45, there was only three blacks throughout the entire United States. Oh go to that school. We got history. Hey, we got history in our family, man. Yep, we <laughs> surely do. Yeah. I mean, hey, hey, now I can't I I cannot say anything bad about Jerron because he got this stop. Well then it really So after DA I went to ATL. And that's where I stayed. ATL. So with ATL, yeah, I started out with guns, and then I went to fire investigations to be a, be a certified uh, fire investigator with the uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Black, and Firearms. I was the first black to go through that program, and I finished. I know then I went right. to uh, explosive school. I was a certified explosive specialist. And I think I took Ron to the firing range, uh, um, Glencoe. He was able to uh, blow up some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you remember hitting that button. <laughs> really do. <laughs> Ron ain't Your uncle went to 9-11 to the Pentagon. So I spent about three to four weeks Removing bodies from the uh, Pentagon. Oh no! Yeah. See, uh, we 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 knew you did something important. We just didn't know what. <laughs> <laughs> we had no idea what he actually did. You know, we just know, hey, uh, hey, Uncle Jerome doing something really important, but we just didn't know what it was. Yeah. And all, a lot of the fire investigations here in, in Jacksonville are, were dealing with homicides. Your uncle went to. Hmm. A lot of the explosives. A, a guy uh, killed his wife with a pipe bomb, but he burned her alive with it. Wow. So, your uncle did all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so, uh, so let me let me ask you this. This this this, this is this is my question. Um. So with with all that being said, would would you would you do anything different 
You know what I'm saying? Like I, I know it was a lot. It was a lot on you. It was a lot of pressure because you were basically carrying the whole black race on your back. So would you do anything different? My heart was I wanted to uh, go into medicine. Is what I wanted to do. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I uh, really wanted to be a doctor. But being in biology wasn't getting around too good at Jones Hall. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to pre-law. Okay. Anybody got any other questions? I got a lot, Um, but I, I, that's a, that's I'm gonna have to just come over to the house and talk to you, John. I just feel like I, I feel like both of y'all have very prestige, like history. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, accolades and everything. You know what I'm saying? It just, it just a lot. So I just I, I can't ask all these questions on the podcast. I have to, I have to go to the house. <laughs> I do I I do I do have a I do have one question though. Um, um I want to get your your opinion. On the on the uh, on the how things are going right now as far as the police, the chokeholds, the uh, you know how how things are going. Like, what what's your opinion on 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 lawlessness? Basically, the, the climate up today. What what's your opinion from from, the, from a former uh, law official perspective? Well, coming from uh, way back in the seventies. Law enforcement was a lot different back then. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't in Tallahassee. It wasn't into 75, 77, 78, when a black law enforcement officer would stop a white person, you can write a ticket. Wow. Hey. Yeah. But at that time, when you stopped the individual, you didn't really worry about somebody coming out with a gun or trying to do you bodily harm at that moment, like it is today. Mm-hmm. And my mom always told me, treat a person like you would want to be treated, or like you want your mother to be treated. So I always went to that front when I encountered anybody, I was very nice with them until their voices changed. And our, vo- our folks, I had to say, some of our folks would change your voice. Right. They make you want to <laughs> go upside the head. And right. Sometimes you just have to put that in reserve and still try to be uh, professional. Easy going with that per professional with that person. But now, right. young cops that they have, the police officers they have now are, I would say, me and my partner, me and my boss, uh, John Williams, we talk a lot. They're too anxious to pull out the guns. Instead of trying to talk to a person, de-escalate the situation, first thing then they got their hands on a gun. Right. And a lot of times, because it don't only take a certain amount of pressure on that trigger for that round to go off. But it go and off. You can't yeah. call that bad boy back. You can't. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, we try, we try to tell a lot of young guys when I do see them, I said, look, just be quiet. Just be still. Do what the guys tell you to do. And if you do that, sometime you, you're able to come back home. You know, you, you can fight that another day, a battle in court or what have you. Right, 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 right. And uh, 
now the young ones now are they are outrageous to me we got to sell our own house first before you know i understand black lives matter and all the cops that you know the situation going on we got too many blacks killing blacks this yeah. is right that's this the, is until recent. we saw that issue it doesn't Michael matter right that's a good point huh? they're not you know and then defunding the police departments and stuff well who's going to go in the neighborhoods where you got all this shooting going on and do something about it yeah they don't want to do it at that point yeah yeah nope you're not gonna because i think in minnesota they were talking about just banning the police department there and then they're gonna have a citizens review or something to do with law enforcement the, the head person will not be on uh, a uh, law enforcement officer and uh they had some other things that they were talking about and i'm like that's not gonna work right that's not gonna work. so i i don't know what young blacks want us want the law enforcement guys to go i'm glad i'm out in i'm out of it now right because uh you can't because i was watching the march here in jacksonville when they first before they did that uh everybody stay a curfew yeah and they had one of the young black guys on that time i please take your badge off take your gun off let's fight right now no that yeah that's uh, actually ignorant. yeah that's ignorant. I, I, I right then i said he didn't finish high school i guarantee you he dropped out of high school right no, right probably right, dropped right, out of right, middle right. school right so i i don't know what the situation is because me driving the lift I got a chance to see, you know, talk to different people in a different way. And some guys, I had these young, I had a young guy in the car with his sister, another friend of his. He's a wannabe rapper. And uh, he had been to jail, but he looked like jail was a, a badge of honor. <laughs> and his sister was going to, uh, uh, she had been to jail. And she was going to a probation office, officer's office. And she was talking about some guy she was seeing, he in jail. I'm saying to myself, you're putting yourself behind eight ball already. Right. Yeah, nothing that, that, that you can do. Nope. Nope. So. Well, anybody got any, got any other questions? Because uh, I I really appreciate that. Because I think um, between you and Auntie Kim, man, y'all y'all really have have put some on us, and I really appreciate because y'all was being very genuine, and you giving us something based off of just your own personal experience. I think that's that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, your Auntie can't go nowhere in Jacksonville. Nobody don't know her. Oh, I believe that. I, I believe uh, that. We go to gro we go to apartment store, and they would see my uh, name. First thing I say, uh, are you? Uh, I say yes, Miss Gant. She she's right there on the clothesline. <laughs> <laughs> now you go to the fair, and the first thing you know, everybody's out. Miss Jenkins and Miss Gant. Wait, 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 Miss Gant. Miss Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> They're well known. It was for you know, I was practicing playing football for the fire department, and doing that time, your auntie could just run or what have you. And the two young boys saw the name on my back of my shirt, 
and they said, uh, do you know Miss Gant? <laughs> I said, yes, I do, because we're loaded by the school. We're going to wrap this up if y'all don't mind. Okay. No, I'm ready. We we go we go we gonna wrap this thing up if y'all don't mind. What y'all think? Yeah, yeah. Um, what quick question? Did y'all go to Fam in the? What year did you go to Fam, Uncle Jerome? I started at '71. Instead of be drafted, I uh, enlisted in '72. Went to Marine Corps and then came back in '74. So I started from '74 and graduated in '77. Okay. All right. Well, uh, if if that's the last question, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask the both of you to kind of maybe come up with some type of uh, what would JB do type deal. Mm -hmm. So at, at at the at the end at the end of our shows, we we typically do a what would Granddaddy do type. We so we need we needed an experience. Yeah. Give us a story. Yeah, give us a story. <laughs> I don't I don't have any. Yes, you do. Yes, you do, Auntie. Yes, you do, Ma. Yes, you do. I'm about to say Jerome already gave our story. Uh, I, well, yeah. I know what story uh, I tell you. So your dad was your granddad was big and doing cars and stuff. So we had an old old uh, Oldsmobile and it was burning gas. I mean burning um oil. So the rain job, you had to do rings, pistons, and all that stuff. So your granddad said, well, we can do that. I said, okay, Dad, no problem. So we started breaking down the engine and everything, and uh, he left. He said, well, you need to do this and do that. Pretty soon I was broke, I had broke down the entire engine. He said, now we can take it to the uh, shop and get the pistons rerun and the block redone and everything else. And then he came back and said, okay, now you can put it back together. I'm like, huh? <laughs> so he got me to break down an engine and put it back together after I got everything fixed. So I learned that. Uncle Jerome, how did you feel when he said that? Like, you know. I said, well, I got to do it. I got to have him a car. I got to have him a car. So. You know where this one might want to keep going. That's right. <laughs> so that was my teaching moment with your granddad. He, he made sure I knew how to rebuild the engine. <laughs> That's a big deal. That's a very big deal. <laughs> the whole engine. That's a whole engine. <laughs> yeah, there you go, young man. Put it back together, young man. Well, back in those days, '74, you you can work on the cars during those days. You know, they didn't have all electronic stuff on them. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, y'all, if, if if anybody have any other questions, we're going to go ahead and, and, and shut it down. We didn't talk about nothing we wanted to talk about, but it is what it is. So anybody got any other questions? No. No. I'm Auntie, what's your, yeah, Auntie, what's your favorite song? We're going to leave on your favorite song. Oh, wow. You should have asked me that earlier. I know. I'm sorry. Oh, um, hmm. Peter Baker? No. Um, I can't think right now. What you think, Ron? I don't know. What What you think, Uncle Jerome? 
What's that? What's another female? Um, she said she sang "Fine, Fine, Fine." Oh, Mary J. Blige. Yeah, Mary, Mary J. Blige. Yeah, I like I like that song. Fine, fine, fine. There we go. Thank you, Adrian. The uh, auntie song used to be uh, "I Want to Be Rich." Yeah, you're right. Used to be. Yep, Adrian, remember that. <laughs> oh, I got one little oh, shameless one little shameless plug. Um. When my mom was a teacher, I don't know. I'm pretty she remembers this. We did a um a talent show together. Oh yeah. <laughs> to uh, it brings about the song uh, was Paula Bob Duel and the um the cat and the cat yeah. I two steps back. Yeah, back. Yeah, yep, we, yep, we did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was in the track. That's what it's yep, called. Yep, that's the track. it. I was in the track. Yeah. Yeah, we did that in the show in the little showcase. <laughs> y'all, y'all ain't got it yeah. on nothing like that, so I could I could post it. <laughs> it was it was on some uh, a video one of those long time Get ago, you. but yeah. I I never know what happened to the the you know Get one you. of those video things that we used but i don't know what happened to it do either do uh either auntie kim or uncle joe would y'all would y'all like the prayers up out of here let uh, 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 auntie do it <laughs> <laughs> auntie want the prayers up out of here okay heavenly father we come to you today thanking you for all things both great and small we thank you for our family and friends we thank you for another opportunity to be on technology. I pray, Lord, that you protect us and guide us in the correct way you will have us to go. In Jesus' name we pray and bless each and every one of our families as we leave this place, but not from you. In your name we pray, amen. 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 Hey, I, I love everybody. Love you too. Love, Love you too. Bye bye. Love y'all. All right, y'all have a good one now. All right. All right. Have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here. It makes me wanna. Don't stress through the night at a time in my life, ain't worry about if you feel it. Got my head on.